I have long been fascinated by the singular moment in one of the unnamed Galilean towns when a relatively young, unknown carpenter walked up to a street corner or into the marketplace. Or maybe he was standing in the back of one of the synagogues on a Shabbat and said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. One inaugural message with two parts. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. I can't think of anything more earth-shatteringly glorious than Jesus taking a deep breath and then speaking aloud those words. Imagine if you'd been present at their speaking. Actually, that's what I want to talk about today. Because since eternity is always happening, because it's a timeless, placeless experience, ever present to what we call now, then you and I are always actually present to the life of Jesus. Every single morning is our opportunity every day to hear those words, repent for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And personally, right now, repent and let the kingdom arrive in us. Which, of course, begs the natural follow-up questions immediately. What is it for us to repent in the direction of Jesus? And what is this kingdom of heaven that has arrived, is arriving? Well, fortunately, I have got two wonderful quotations from my old friend J.B. Phillips. Both of these are from his book entitled, God Our Contemporary. So, on the subject of repentance, I want you to listen. This is really good. His chief call, therefore, is to what is usually rather misleadingly translated repentance, actually to metanoia, which means a fundamental change of outlook, the acceptance of a quite different scale of values. The call to follow him, to enlist in the service of his kingdom, must sooner or later include this revolution in thinking. It is really a call to freedom. Freedom from the preoccupation with self and from the preoccupation with the values of the closed system of this world. It is as though he were showing men something of their true dignity and destiny. He is revealing the fact that they are all potentially and may become actually sons of God. Isn't that wonderful? And then, on the subject of the ever-present, ever-having-arrived, ever-yet-arriving kingdom of Jesus, I want you to listen to Phillips just a little later in that same book. He writes, The kingdom of God, a kingdom of inner loyalty, which has neither its roots nor its culmination in this temporary life, has nevertheless been established as an historic fact upon this planet. This kingdom already exists and its standards and methods of working challenge the life of everyone. A new dignity, a new importance, and a new responsibility have all been brought into the life of man. He can cooperate, or he can refuse to cooperate with the patient way of love. 
He may or may not be religious, but since no man is an island, he cannot escape from the issue involved. He either helps or hinders. The refusal to be committed and the attitude of indifference can, in fact, never be neutral. So as I Picture Jesus on a sunny day in the Galilee, somewhere speaking aloud that very first inaugural message. And as I listen to those two quotes in my own heart, here's what I want to say to all of us. Friends, Jesus has called us already to a fundamental change of outlook, the acceptance of a quite different scale of values. What you were before Jesus is no longer what you are. You cannot go back. You can't. It's not even possible anymore. And the beauty of it is that call is a call to freedom. It's a freedom out of yourself. It's a freedom out of, and I love that statement, out of the closed system of this world. Do you recognize that all that's going on around you is a set system? Jesus stepped into it to draw us out of it. And the path out begins with metanoia, repentance, a radical change of the heart and the outlook. That's what he calls for every single day. Let's go this direction together. And what is that direction taking us in the direction of? What path are we walking along the way? It's the path of the kingdom of God, a kingdom, and I love that, of inner loyalty. We go inside into the inner life to meet with its king. And I love that it is an established historic fact upon this planet. And you know what the historic fact is? The literal life of Jesus every single day of the weeks of his life. So we read the gospels to actually see the template, to understand what the patterns and the ways and means of this kingdom are in the actual life of Jesus. And so Philip's already said it, and I'll challenge you with it now again. You today can cooperate or you can refuse to cooperate with the patient way of love. The patient way who is Jesus, who is love. Friends, just for a second, maybe close your eyes wherever you are. And in a kind of place of your imagination. Imagine Jesus walking right up to you, almost nose to nose, and he speaks loudly to where his breath exhales across your face as he says, repent, meaning change your mind, your outlook, change the way you interact with the closed system of this world. For the kingdom, my kingdom has arrived. It's a kingdom of inner loyalty. It's a kingdom that begins and ends with him, in him, and it's always happening. It's happening right now. Thanks for listening.